0: Think Fit, Be Fit, Effective Thinking for Potent Workouts. Think Fit, Be Fit is dedicated to creating a new conversation about your exercise. Our podcast helps to uncover how the fitness industry has misled us. And it will show you that if you believe in your ability to improve your body through exercise, you don't need to rely on diluted or shallow information. From there, you can then educate yourself about the thing you are trying to change, your body. Then by engaging in a process of self-mastery, you will discover the secrets of exercise. My name is Jen Schwartz. I'm the founder of Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. As a full-time muscle activation technique specialist, strength and conditioning coach, and detailed oriented personal trainer, I developed this podcast to help ensure that your time in the gym is well spent and that you have the power of enhancing your exercise with effective thinking. This podcast is an educational resource designed for those who have overcome injury and want to stay healthy in the gym. I have seen miraculous changes in my clients, pain, discomfort, and their training progress by working on the health of their neuromuscular system. This podcast uncovers the tools that I have used repeatedly to help my clients consistently exercise without pain. If you are a person who has an injury, is unsatisfied with rehab, or has consistent struggles with staying on track with your training programs, you'll want to subscribe. And also if you're a trainer, a teacher, or a student that is looking to understand exercise science and apply it to a training thought process, you'll definitely want to subscribe. Please go to the iTunes store to subscribe and let other people know you are learning from this podcast with a review. You can find out more about my daily practices and tips on Instagram and Facebook at impact underscore your underscore fitness and sign up for the newsletter at impactyourfitness.net slash podcast. If you don't like something on the podcast, please reach out to me and let me know how I can improve it at Jen at impactyourfitness.net. New format that I picked up on from Movie and Muscles podcast with my friends in Toronto. Ooh. They are—did I send you that link? No. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a two guys that do muscle activation techniques, and, and one of them owns a gym in Toronto. And they like movies and muscles, so they do twenty questions back and forth about I movies it. and muscles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, this is my way of highlighting some friends, some fabulous females, males, maybe. I haven't. (laughs) I haven't decided. I am undecided. Um, Highlight some colleagues and friends that I am curious about Mm -hmm. and that I think have some curiosity with the podcast. Mutual curiosity. Yeah. Mutual curiosity. So, my 20 questions, uh, I guess, our guinea pig. Right. Is you, yes. Natalie. <laughs> so excited. So tell the awesome listeners, uh, I guess, your full name, where, where, how you work and what you do and how people get a hold of you.
1: Awesome. So my name is Natalie Granda. Um, I'm a transformational coach that uses both Reiki and hypnosis as her modalities, as my modalities, um, to help people become aware of what their limitations their blockages are with their energy and their mindset. And then through that awareness, um, I help people co-create the life that they want. Mm. So yes, I do that through online coaching and taking clients in person.
0: Yes. So uh, I'm one of Natalie's new clients. Mm. So I think... Um, it was, it's just a great time for, you know, me to highlight the work that I'm doing because a big theme of the podcast is embracing your own curiosity about your body and listening to it. And that's where we all need some help, I think, Mm -hmm. um, because our conscious mind is constantly moving and at a speed and, and inputting things into our body and even our DNA that we can't control, without someone holding our hand or making them aware. Um, in many ways, it's one of the things that, like, I think intelligent—I um, don't know—in in, intelligent things like our phone and all these. It, it's gonna continue to keep getting lost, like meaning right. our conscious.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So these, th- this specific thing of getting to know yourself. Um, and being curious about it is something that technology might be able to help us with or might make it worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Um, so I guess we're just going to go into 20 questions. All right. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Should we alternate or? Yeah, we're going to okay. alternate. Okay. Yeah.
0: And they can be pretty much on anything. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm going to ask a good one. Um, I've heard this term before. hmm And, you know, I'm pretty woke, Mm -hmm. but I'm not the average. No, you are. Yeah.
1: Like, it's awesome.
0: (laughs) How do you define co-create?
1: Okay. Co-create is manifestation, right? So when people use things like law of attraction and they use those terms, um, Co-creation is you taking responsibility for your portion of your life. Mm. So we know that the universe, or you know whatever resonates with you—God or Creator, or Source—is doing fifty percent. You, it's already doing the universe thing. But co-creation is you taking control of your life, mm. you deciding, you choosing. Oh, I want to have a, a really successful business. I want a successful business. Okay, well, what does that mean? Like you have to actually create the steps to do that, not just sitting on your co- couch, um, hoping and wishing it happens. It's you taking the aligned action and trusting that the universe or the creator or whatever is matching you with the same amount of energy that you are going for.
0: And so, yes, matching so it's, the it's energy. Matching. Yeah.
1: It's not like, oh, well, if you're good or you're bad, that's how that's determined. It's whatever your energy is, the universe is responding to Okay. So it's your responsibility of creating the life that you want.
0: Yes. Okay. So just a quick follow up. This doesn't count as one of my ten questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not Fine. that. Not that there's any. Fine. <laughs> ro- not that there's an umpire here or something, <laughs> or uh, a judge. So the I guess the the follow up is is the opposite of that a victim playing the victim oh, yeah. and going after people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think that so many people get stuck in the awareness phase. No, not even. Some people are in the, oh, I just have really bad luck, or shit just happens to me. This is just what bad life luck. is like. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is what it looks like when you're getting older, or yes. this is just this. Like, it's just life. Like Okay, that that's you disempowering yourself 100%. By blaming every single circumstance in your life, uh, you know, to some mystical person in the sky saying, "Oh well, this is this is just what happens. This is just what life is like." Um, who who decides that? Who decides what fifty looks like? Uh, there's this picture right. of J Lo circulating. And everyone's like,
0: "Oh, that's for me." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw
1: it from you, and I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it from someone else. And it's like, you can decide what that looks like. It doesn't yes. have to be. Well, I'm fifty now, so my body is now shit, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who are in the awareness phase. Like, I know I have money. I know um, I have a blockage around love. Okay, cool, but like do something about it. Yep. And they just get stuck in, I'm aware, I know, but then they don't actually do anything. So that is, yes, like the victimhood mentality.
0: Okay, so listeners, um, in case you need to know, that was really important. I would, you know, like bookmark it, hashtag it, do whatever you got to do. You might just pause and take a minute. To, let
1: that land. Yeah, <laughs> let that let
0: that sink in because that's a big one. I mean, gosh, how many uh the people you know, I don't necessarily seek out clients um that have that mentality of, right. oh, I'm just getting older. Oh, my body is slowing down. And um there, you know, there's some physiological truth to that, but you also do have the power to um Control some of those variables. Maybe not all of them, but you definitely have some control. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the the physiology and the physics of aging. Um, All right. That was my number one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I wish we had a little scoreboard. I know. (laughs) Okay. So what's your number one?
1: Okay. So mine is, how, if, listeners, if you haven't seen Jen, she's clearly very fit, and she has (laughs) So much going for her, right? So my question for people, for I'm sure a lot of people are thinking is, how did you become so disciplined yeah. in um, your own health and your own practice? What did you have to do to get to where you're at? Oh,
0: um, I will say this. I, um, I think foundation, my foundation and my belief in myself is the key to all that. Because I was taught from a very early age that I can, and you actually posted on this today. I was mm-hmm. I, I was really tuned into that that you can write your own philosophy mm-hmm. and you can write your own rules, and that was that aligned with me from a very early age. Um, because being an athlete, you learn that you don't, you know, you're. You're responsible for a lot of the outcomes. Oh yeah, and one of the reasons I admire athletics as a as a teaching tool in general, and why I understand fitness from this really um, philosophical uh, place, and so I think that's the first part is not not comparing your relationship to what a a relationship should be, what you think your mother's relationship should be, yeah. vice versa. Mother was just an example. Sure. but um, And when it comes to fitness, it's really... it's It's really unfortunate that most programs, social media accounts, advice in general, are all centered on these things that you must be like someone else. Mm -hmm. And so when you realize that that's not the case and you uh, can write your own exercise guidelines and that there's not that many rules to fitness, there's actually just rules of physics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and once you, See that side. I mean, that's one of the big themes of this podcast. Is I want people to self-author their fitness. Yeah. With education, yeah. with understanding that pain and injury they are experiences. Mm-hmm. They are not things uh, such as a vital sign or a piece of anatomy, and that's how the medical community treats them. On the other side of the fit, on the fitness side of that, um, we're taught that. You can get the body you want if you follow rules. But they're not your rules. They're someone else's. And they're they're more than likely just there to sell you something. So, yeah. I mean, and then the self-discipline came up because, well, my partner, Yusuf, has really helped me with the discipline part. He's so... He, he's very disciplined and has a very clear um, idea about what's going to contribute to a healthy body and an unhealthy body and some basic stuff. And and so getting out of my own way and understanding that um, there are things that you just have to follow. And they're not rules. They're guidelines. So... Um, Alcohol is was a big struggle. It, it is and will continue to be a struggle for me. Um, and then the other part of discipline is um, not taking sleep for granted. Mm-hmm. That's been and but all of this stuff comes back to education. Yeah, you know. So once you learn the why and the structure of something, you have the freedom to bend it your way. And make it your own. So, I'm not a rule follower. I never have been. Um, I, I mean, I I've, I break all the all, all the the rules, so to speak, the norms. of the norms. Yeah. yeah, I I've never been a conformist. I'm I'm actually characteristically a non-conformist. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Um, if I see something that looks normal, I almost like just turn just left turn and I, like yeah. I look at it from a different perspective. So. Yeah, part personality, part foundations and upbringing. I was raised in a you know very liberal environment where I was able to make my own rules and I had very strong women in my life that encouraged me to be my own person and not live in a man's world, which you know it did cause some man-hating at various times in my life, but so anybody think, out yeah. there, sorry. if you crossed my path during any of those years, but um, yeah.
1: I think you touched on a really good point about um, you you had the freedom
0: Mm -hmm. to
1: make your own beliefs and and structure, and I think that is so key because when there is so much dogma, Mm -hmm. that's when it's like all of a sudden like rules and having to do things, you just... You get to a point where either you're obsessed by these rules, and these rules are limiting you, or you, like, don't want any rules and you're afraid of structure. Mm -hmm. You still have structure as much as you are doing things to your own flavor.
0: I realized that I was craving structure Mm -hmm. in a a very early... I mean, I, I was raised with the... When you're raised with a no rules kind of... You can really turn into a brat or... You realize that you're craving structure, yeah. And so I would act out a lot, and when I realized, um, I would get into a routine of um, kind of disciplining myself. I realized that's what I needed, but you know I've always had sports to hold my hands, right? Yeah, I think that was the big one. If I didn't, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have sports. Like they were real, they've been integral to every habit that I've built. (laughs) <laughs> but recently the most keystone habit. and so it's what I'm writing about now is keystone habits and mental models. So both of those things apply to being, defining your best body and your best health. Mental models are the opposite of sound bites and uh, 140 characters or less. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, a way to solve a problem so in this in this context the more mental models you have the more brilliant you are the more creative you are and so learning how people think and learning psych you know principles of psychology and behavior and learning uh, has th- those are the things that make up mental models and how to solve problems and that if you come at all these at, at, at fitness with one mental model, which is, let's just say, the black and white model, um, or the all or none principle. If you come at it from that angle, you're basically gonna do 30 reps with 100 plus pounds no matter what exercise you're doing, which is just plain old stupid. And if another example of having one mental model for fitness would be, I work hard, period. You just have the warrior mentality. I'm just going to work hard, and then they just ignore the the efficiency and smart and that. So that that just can like
1: push your body. Yeah, and
0: so. I mean that'll get you to some that'll get you somewhere, mm-hmm. but you're it might that somewhere is most likely a wall.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's right. Yeah, it'll but, lead you to a wall at the end of
0: it. Yeah, exactly. so you might learn something from that experience and that wall, but. <laughs> I don't know yeah so it, it might not be all bad but you have to learn another mental model you have to bounce back you have to be resilient resilient and so there's mental models and then the other thing I mentioned was keystone habits That's sleep um, that's asking good questions uh, when I have an acupuncture session I have questions about my body that I've been pondering about for a couple weeks and I don't obsess over those questions but I write them down, and I ask an expert. Like, yeah. I don't
1: Yeah, it's being an informed customer. Yeah. Right.
0: I think, yeah. And when it comes to fitness and self-help, whew, that'll get you really far. And the evidence that these things are... That other people are thinking it, and other people are interested in it, is very clear. Mm-hmm. If you go to Barnes & Nobles, if you, you know, look at Google rankings, mm-hmm. people are hungry for information. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. Um, let's pause it. So 1727. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hit the record. And, it's your turn. Okay. And we're recording and we're live. So smart. Oh. Hey, coach. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the second question I have is more on... It's it's the fun side. Um, mm-hmm. What... Tell me about your engagement ring.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay, my engagement ring. Um, There's my (laughs) ring. There it is. I'm sure you guys have seen it on my page if I talk with my hands. But um, okay, started when I was little. My grandma had like this greenish crystalline ring, and I loved it. Um, and I always just said I was going to have something like that. Mm-hmm. So Zach actually um, knew what I wanted, my fiancé. And his sister went to Sri Lanka to pick up the stone. Cool. Yeah, which was incredible of her to do. And they brought back the stone, which uh, is a seafoam aquamarine. And um, it's just everything I've ever wanted. And... Um, they had it created at um, Washington Diamond in uh Heisen, Virginia. So they are so awesome. And yeah, it's surrounded by diamonds. I
0: love mm-hmm. it. Yay! Um,
1: yeah, so that is that is the story behind my ring. He had everything completely <laughs> custom made. Cool. So it was just a raw stone. Nice. All right, cool. I think that
0: was a good, fun question to ask.
1: Yeah. All right. Man, okay. My next question isn't as lighthearted or fun, but um, I'm curious to know what, um, along your journey of business, um, personal development, and health, what were the major beliefs that you had to work through? Oh. Like, what were the reoccurring belief systems, junk that you had to seek, you know, either help for or like see other experts or whatever.
0: Okay. So one of the big, one of the big things um, that I was able to achieve this year was that I worked on my squat depth, which is a big deal Mm -hmm. because both of my knee ligaments are torn. Mm -hmm. I have arthritis in one of my knees. I have a bone spur, um, cartilage damage in both knees. So according to the rules of exercise, I should not be jumping up and down, doing plyometrics, squatting heavy, doing Olympic lifting. So fuck all those rules, Mm -hmm. those rules that really are BS. Mm-hmm. And I really worked on all of those things this year. Mm-hmm. So plyometrics are, is, is a way of doing intense exercise that you could only do for a minute. Probably not much longer than that. You might see plyometrics in a program that was promoting athleticism or weight loss or high-intensity training. Mm -hmm. So, meaning the program wants you to get very active and get to this anaerobic threshold, and this is like physiology talk, Mm -hmm. um, get to an anaerobic threshold to produce a certain cascade of hormones and chemicals that that your muscles and your brain love, if it's appropriate. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, I have used plyometrics a lot because of my work with the soccer programs. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm a athletic, basically an athletic director at Alexandria Soccer Club. I write injury prevention programs, fitness programs, and help kids either get their, there's one of my clients, (laughs) Um, get their uh, knees safer and stronger and make them more explosive overall. And personally, I've I've worked out like that for a long time because I teach those exercises, so I do those exercises mm-hmm. to be able to demonstrate them. Yeah. And I'm very good at those exercises because of my athletic history and probably my genetic makeup. So I broke all the rules and I've been doing plyometrics and jumping and high intensity lifting like Olympic lifting for the past year to prove to myself that those rules can be bent and broken. I work with an Olympic weightlifting coach um, a couple times a month. I use a system called the of eye to measure my squats, to measure how well my knees are moving in general. I think they are, um, it's an amazing tool and I use it with my clients often. And we're also, um, so that's the physical side. And I've also had doctors tell me I, I had a, a doctor tell me when I was sixteen that I wouldn't play soccer again. Oh wow. But you know, I cried Yeah, I cried again. I cried. She made yeah. me cry. But I moved on and like yeah, so So
1: you're breaking the rules from a educated standpoint, mm-hmm. not just like, Oh fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever. Like yeah. you're doing it from a informed perspective.
0: That's that's a great yes, that's a great way to say that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> And then on the mental side of that, I've definitely come over a lot of um, obstacles uh, when it comes to, so it's funny, one of my, my mentor, Greg, I'm calling you my mentor uh, of exercise intelligence. He does my MAT and I very Based much look. in New York. Yes. My New York MAT specialist, muscle activation techniques. He um, just posted about this for mental health awareness, that anxiety can really help you as a fitness professional. Hmm. Uh, Exercise is medicine for anxiety. (laughs) So it's a, you know, so you can go with the flow of that for a pretty long time, and I did. So my anxiety was able to, my my fitness goals were able to help my anxiety and vice versa. Um, It made me resilient in some ways, and then much, um, and then... Less vulnerable in some ways, so those are that you have good you have positives and benefits and negatives for both of those things. I think, Mm -hmm. Um, but being vulnerable is something that can essentially get you off track. You know, it can rock your world when you open yourself up and are vulnerable. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday because I ran into this family and Mm. it triggered some emotions, and I was like, you know what? I actually have to go back and visit those grieving emotions. For those of you who don't know, my mother died in 2002. I had some subsequent family deaths right after that, um, that were all women and very, very, uh, uh, what was it, very influential women in my life. And um, when I realized that, I was like, oh, I need need like a grieving sesh, Mm -hmm. is what I would call that, I need a good cry. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I, really ignored that for a long time. And what happened was I was able to stay fit and keep a roof over my head. But when that time hit and I grieved, I was in a very dark place. um, And I I didn't get out of it for a year, at least. Um, And honestly, like those years that I was in a... not grieving. Um, I was, I, they're very, I can't remember a lot Mm -hmm. from those years and, um, which has something to do with the struggles that I've had with alcohol. But, um, so when to get out of my own way, I had to grieve Mm -hmm. because when I, when, so it's like this, this, you know, you're, you're riding the wave. Of being young and attractive in the fitness industry, and having anxiety, which means you can probably work all the time, so it's enabling it. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So getting to the bottom of that and setting boundaries was a big step, and it cost me a lot of, you know, cost me money, cost me time, cost me. You
1: invested
0: yourself. I invested in myself. So those are, I think, those are the beliefs I had to get out. Yeah. Yeah, of my own way. Does that answer? That answers my question. Okay, I'm going to wave at all my new friends here. Um, oh, I'm going to wave at him. Good morning, guys. Um, okay, so now your question. Okay, so now this is how the format goes. Questions? All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. What were my. Okay, so we brought up, you brought up something called manifestation. Um and co-creating. Mm-hmm. So these two things go together, right? Yes. Or are they separate? Yes. Okay.
1: It's it's interchangeable. Okay. I guess I say co-creation is the thing that you do. Uh-huh. Manifestation is like the process uh-huh. that you have.
0: Okay. Herb. Okay. So when we manifest, um how is that different than thinking positive?
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, I think manifestation, so this is like, I try to make this really simple because there's a lot of information out there and it might seem like there's a ton of steps Mm -hmm. to this. And really, what's the difference between thinking positive and manifestation? Thinking positive is part of manifestation. When you want to create something in your life that seems impossible or it seems very, like, oh, uh, I don't, I'm don't, i not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, this huge goal that you're trying to set. Thinking positive, believing that you can, knowing that you're being supported, that all is super important, but there's other steps as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just thinking positive. It's not just, um, oh, I'm going – and I always use this. I'm, like, it's not you sitting on – your couch, mm-hmm. just thinking positive, right? It's you actually taking aligned action. Mm. So thinking positively will take will bring you into a certain vibration. You will feel better. You're excited. I think excitement is a huge, like, um, way to propel you. If mm-hmm. you have the fire under your ass, you're like, oh, my God, I'm pumped. Like You're willing to do anything. You're willing to put yourself out there. Like, let's say you're just trying to start a new business or you're trying to create a business you are completely pumped and love what you're doing. So that should propel you. That positive thought raises your vibration, and then you're taking the action to actually do it, right? Okay. It's not just, oh, I'm thinking positive, but I'm going to sit here and hope that something comes of it. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah. It's it's part of manifestation.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I people get really... It, it's like it's such an overused term, think mm-hmm. positive, think positive. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's not, it sounds easy, and it can be easy to think positive. But when you have a lifelong belief system that is really ingrained in you, in the subconscious mind, that's when you really have to um, address, what are my subconscious beliefs about love? What are mm-hmm. my subconscious beliefs about um, success, about money, about independence, whatever it is? Um, having to really look it in the face and address it and decide, oh, okay, these be- subconscious beliefs are no longer supporting me. They've maybe brought me this far, but going forward into a new paradigm, into a new level of consciousness, into a new level of where you want to be, you have to have new beliefs. Yeah. So it's the thinking positive will take you so far when you're doing it consciously because you have to work on the subconscious route.
0: Okay, Cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Um, we're at question three three or four? No, okay, so the end of round three. Three,
1: The end of round three. So my (laughs) next question for you is um, I'm really curious to know, I know you're super into fitness and health, that is your thing, but what do you believe in a cheat day is, because I know you have such a unique perspective around health Mm -hmm. that are, you know, and you're like, very much educated and informed on what that is. Um, what is your belief around a cheat day, and if you do have one, what is like your just go-to mm.
0: meal? Oh, that? okay. Um, oh, so I, I I really stick to some guidelines often for my diet, and I think just anytime I drop a guideline is a cheat day. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So some of my guidelines for diet. Um, Are um, no alcohol past 7.30 at night. Okay. Um, No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, No. Um, I say very far away from gluten.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Dairy is a no-no. I like that.
1: So you have guidelines. Mm -hmm. And then if you happen to not pay attention to one of those guidelines, then that's technically you
0: cheating. Yeah, because some people, I guess, like, they define cheat day pretty strict. Like, they say, I'm going to do this many calories on Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to get this much on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, I can just do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, binging in general doesn't... Um, work for me I mean it might it might be a reward system for other people but um, I'm very like my mental state my and my energy overall and what I bring to my work every day and my clients and my podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, is that is very affected by food like I have I have a pretty high level of self-awareness when it comes to how my body's functioning and if I'm, and I, I, I honestly have learned that by being an acupuncture patient, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's interesting about acupuncture is like, not acupuncture in general, Chinese medicine in general, is that if you say, if you go to a doctor and you say, I have a sore throat, to an American doctor, um, they just have one thing. They're like, is it strep? Okay, let me look inside and see if it's red or irritated. Mm-hmm. Chinese have like, nine explanations yeah. and not just explanations but like very descriptive words is it scratchy does it feel like something's stuck is it and is
1: uh, it wet is it is wet it yeah. yeah is it dry mm-hmm. and
0: that has helped me a lot um learn just learning side by side with with an acupuncturist mm-hmm. so again it's like that mindset of learning and yeah. curiosity curiosity um so yeah guidelines um if there was, like, a last meal situation mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. Um, there would definitely be, like, French bread with, you know, some foie gras on it, um, <laughs> like, pizza.
1: So here's my yeah. follow-up question that wouldn't, um, that's not a second one, well, not a <laughs> question, but... Um, when you travel, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you travel quite a bit. Oh, so yeah. So how do you sustain that when you travel?
0: Oh, traveling's a good, that's actually one of the topics I'm bringing up on the, the podcast and uh, whenever, <laughs> <One> <laughs> in of 2018, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, <laughs> sometime, um, which is that I, I I think you have to go into, you have to put some stuff in your suitcase mm-hmm. that are that is ready to go. Like, you have to know um, if you're going to encounter things that you're not going to, that won't agree with your digestive system. Mm -hmm. So along with all this, like, cheat day stuff and, like, my guidelines of no dairy and clean protein, um, I don't eat a lot of high-fat protein, um, is also based on, like, what I know about my digestive tendencies. So I take extra digestive enzymes, Mm -hmm. so that um that will help me i take um something called uh i take mushroom tea with me oh i've heard so, of that yeah, yeah so yeah, i don't yeah. yeah i also like do a budget when i travel that will keep me out of getting into trouble yeah yeah i think like You're just like, like bingeing every day yeah i think like the financial um the financial like cap yeah the cap i think that helps a lot and so That's a really only, good point. yeah um and I don't, I, I, I'm such a, I love food, and I love, I love, de, like, nice details about food, and I love um, knowing where my food comes from, and I'm very turned off by, like, mass-produced food, um, anything that comes from Walmart kind of bums me out, mm-hmm. like, um, so it's the same with food. Like if I if I have something, um like these batteries and I know that they're like I would feel better about using rechargeable batteries. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with food. Yeah. Like Yeah, so I, you
1: would prefer local, you would just yeah. know where it's coming from. Yeah. Maybe craft or Which is a budget breaker. Right.
0: So it's both. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's preference. Um what else do I do when I travel? Um any travel Yeah, because I'm usually traveling to Denver, so that all Mm -hmm. focuses around hydration. So I guess knowing where you're going would be good. I've been to – when I've traveled to Europe, um, you know, when you go to Italy, it's like just time to let it go. Yeah, (laughs) it's just happening. (laughs) It's just happening, and you have to deal with it later. But if you're disciplined and focused and you love your body and you love feeding your body – You're still going to be
1: mindful. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, even when I was in Ireland – um I mean they love their cookies and their biscuits mm-hmm. and all that stuff but um and they love their processed food. They just they the in the UK. Mm-hmm. But they also have like really like everything is grass-fed and free-range. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have farming like yeah, we do the and is be yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I've never had a huge challenge. Like, I've not um, traveled for a month or, you know, gone somewhere really foreign that I would have a lot of trouble with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm definitely not a travel expert, but um, I'm going to bring on somebody that has consciously traveled. Yeah. Yeah. consciously traveled. yeah. Consciously traveled. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, it's. I think it's my it's turn. It's your turn now. Okay. No cues yet from the, the, the Instagram den over here. Um for
1: people
0: just checking in
1: yes um we are doing a live on mm-hmm. Jen's podcast and it's incredible the podcast is
0: think fit be fit think
1: fit be fit yes 29.
0: um okay, so our um how do you encourage curiosity in yourself Hmm.
1: it's a good one um I think this theme really kind of goes like what we're talking about today. is like this motif of curiosity enough to educate yourself Mm -hmm. and and to know what's going on. Um, So I am naturally a very curious person. I've always been. I think a lot of people might um, describe me as inquisitive. Mm -hmm. So also for my woo-woo friends, I'm (laughs) a Sagittarius rising, which means that I learn by immersing myself in something um, i completely love i am the kind of person that does travel for a month and like really wants to immerse myself in a culture um, throughout my through actually while well, when i was in high school i was super into going to different uh religious places of worship because I was so curious to see what other people's rituals were, what other people's um, belief systems were. So I'm naturally a curious person. Um, what do I do maybe on a daily or weekly basis um, to kind of keep on going is honestly my clients, my clients have a bring a lot to me where I have to essentially ideally have answers for them, right? But, It also encourages me to have to explore more, not only into like continuously educating myself in different workshops and um, Mm. continuously reading um, and having to go to other professionals to help myself. Mm -hmm. So I like I was telling Jen the other um, the other day, I was like, I've always been so into mindset and energy and like. The woo and all of that kind of stuff, and it's great. My my entire business is based on the foundations of intuition, mindset, and energy awareness. But I, in doing so, haven't really um, educated myself a whole lot on like the fitness, nutrition aspect, and so I have to go to other professionals that can help me with that. And so it's I guess it's my own journey of expansion because I'm constantly learning that will inevitably allow me to be curious. And so I really do allow my curiosity to navigate my life because I'll mm. also just be boring. You know, I have the awesome opportunity to have my own business, which means that I can be flexible and create what my days look like. And so by doing that, I'm able to go to a cranial sacro go to an MAT session, go to a nutritionist or whatever I need to do that will... Um, Feed into my expansion of this version of
0: myself. So, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, so curiosity is king when it, it is when you are wanting, desiring that self authored fitness, mindset, body improvement overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to recap, like the, the themes that we've hit on already. Um, besides curiosity, are I guess writing your own rule book, self-authoring. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really said the words motivation, but we've definitely been talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, motivation's a little maybe overrated in the in general mm-hmm. because if you have all these like I don't know these principles lined up, and, yeah, you
1: don't really have to sit and think like what's my motivation. Like yeah. you already have a foundation that's. Propelling you.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, What else did we touch on?
1: Um, So we've touched on how I actually love the way you phrased it, like conscious travel. Um, Mm. So we've talked about um, having the awareness, what the difference between positive thinking versus um, manifestation, and like positive. It's more than I think. Really, a huge thing that's bringing that's coming up, too, is um, action, taking mm. action-oriented steps, not being stuck in the analytical and just cerebral portion, yeah. but having to go do something
0: yeah. to move
1: the energy or to create an outcome, whether that's through exercise or whether you are trying to create something mm-hmm. co-create something.
0: Okay, all right, we're on round four, four 4.5. I don't know. No I've got about two more questions in me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So
0: I knew twenty was ambitious.
1: <laughs> I think we just needed to have a scoreboard.
0: Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm gonna Amaz- get on Amazon today <laughs> and look for a funny scoreboard.
1: Um, yeah. So my next question for you would be, how do you, you know, actually, what is your favorite self care practice? because as someone who runs an incredible business as someone who is constantly moving what do you do to how do you define self-care and mm-hmm. what is your favorite self-care practice
0: uh my favorite self-care practice oh i my favorite self-care practice is um i I really like uh Putting all of the, all of this stuff under the umbrella of me being exploratory, mm-hmm. so I allow myself the freedom to explore. Yeah, and so I find various ways to do that. Um, I think Reiki's a big one for mm-hmm. me. Uh, Self care. Um, how would you define it? Yeah. How would I define it? So actionable steps that are aimed for not selfish purposes but like making that are you're you're putting in effort to be better for other people Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and because um just doing stuff for yourself without that intention is not it's like when moms come to me as a MAT specialist and they need their abs reengaged essentially because of the trauma of childbirth, um, they, if, if they're doing it from a place of I want to play with my kids and I don't want my kids to see me in pain or I want to set a healthy example for my children and that means being active, And exercising in a healthy and a self loving way, then that I think that is self care. But when you aren't aligned with the purpose of your self care, um, maybe that's like self care junior. That's like the precursor, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to like align your self worth with.
1: I love that. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast with Dax Shepard. Oh, Dr.
0: Dax. Oh, no, no, he goes on uh, Ellen, right?
1: Dax Shepard actually did... Armchair. Uh, yes, armchair, armchair expert, yes. Mm-hmm. He's dyslexic, and I have a thing for dyslexic people because I love seeing people who um, decide to go beyond the norms of like what mm-hmm. they're supposed to be, what the results are supposed oh, to be. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Armchair where He was interviewing Brene Brown. Oh,
0: I know. Yeah.
1: And so I was listening to her podcast, and what she said was, "How do you measure in, um, like, a healthy adult? Essentially, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing, but a lot of people think it's how the level of independence that you have, like, how much either financial security or whatever, whatever, whatever. But you're a lot of people measure it as what their level of independence is, and really." What it is, um, like a healthy adult, is measured by how reliable you are for other people. Yes. How, like, yeah. how um, okay, how, how do I put this, how that you create enough care for yourself that you can be there for somebody else. And so I think that's kind of what you're saying where it's like having the purpose and having the intention of I'm going to be doing something um, and I'm going to care for myself enough that I can be there for someone else. Yeah. That's like, that's that's, that's, that's self-care essentially, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, 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 So that's, and that brings in co-creation oh, and yeah. manifestation.
1: Takes, when you look at it that way, it's like, that means I should eat well so that I can be healthy for my children. Yeah,
0: all here. of you watching need to give us each $500. <laughs> I know,
1: right now. <laughs> um, no, and it's huge because It also, and I think this is great for relationships, too, because Mm -hmm. it's your responsibility as a partner to go get therapy, to go seek outside help or coaching or whatever so that you can be the best version of yourself for your partner, Mm -hmm. for yourself, most importantly, but for your partner, for your kids, for, um, you know, your business, for your clients. You have to invest in Prioritizing your needs so that you can be a better person for your community, mm-hmm. you know, and not just be some someone who is not actually there for someone
0: else, you know. How, They're like on the hustle. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: exactly. Because there's difference between like hustling, but also consciously hustling, so that you have you're creating a container for other people.
0: Yeah, um, Aubrey Marcus has a term for it. Um, oh, I don't know it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a good, it fit to serve. Ooh, fit to serve, yes. Mm-hmm. I love
1: that. Yeah, exactly. so fit to
0: serve. And then, oh, man. So, yeah, I think, yeah, self-care. Also, I am um, a natural uh a rebel so mm-hmm. anytime I feel like I'm breaking the rules like that really makes me happy mm-hmm. uh, yeah um on a I don't know on a creative <laughs> level yeah. yeah and then the other thing is um consignment store shopping Ooh. I totally black out in there oh my
1: God. it's like it's it's you're you just you go in there and it's game over for you
0: yeah 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 and I um I find yeah yeah it's um I have the most, I have such a tunnel vision when I'm in there. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, I'm in there to find something new and surprising.
1: And maybe funky a little bit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So, yeah, consignment shopping is a, a selfish, like, just for me mm-hmm. thing. The other thing that's just for me. But every, Yeah, everything else is about, you know, that fit to serve mentality and, like, wanting to help people. Yeah. Um. And be better for them, and be more energetic. Because like the more internal work I do, the healthier my bank account is. Oh yeah, I'll just put it that way. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. The more internal work you do, the healthier your bank account is. Yeah, it's yeah. true.
0: It's it's
1: your outside world is yeah. a complete reflection of what your internal belief system is.
0: Hmm, that's amazing. Um, all right. So round five. Boom! 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 Okay. Do you pick friends, or do they come to you via some path?
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Good. Bing! 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 That's good. I um... just went to the prices Right yesterday, so <laughs> so everything. Is... Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. If I had the uh, <laughs> the skill set of adding sound effects right <laughs> now, I would definitely it'd to... be doing it. It'd be on. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Okay. Do I pick friends, or do they just happen for me? I think that just like anything, whatever you're believing or vibrating at or intending for yourself, you attract. So um, I think that I have a core set of friends that I've had, I've been so lucky enough to have since childhood, since grade school. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been awesome for me. And that is more of like a, you know, you pick them as children and they're just kind of with you and it becomes more like, family Mm -hmm. um and so i have i'm so lucky enough to have that but then in my adult life i do you know what i i um i have set out intentions of being like i want to find a community that i can be a part of and Mm -hmm. i want to have friends that i can talk about reiki with and like what's going on in the stars as to like why i'm feeling this way or whatever Mm -hmm. and i i intentionally did set out the intention. Now, I didn't necessarily, like, go um, to meetups or anything like that, which I could have, but I just set out the intention that I was going to attract people that were going to be matching my – what I wanted, Mm -hmm. matching my frequency. So, yeah, in doing that, um, I've – it's taken me to, like, workshops where I've met friends or – a client or hiring someone, one of my great friends, Meredith, was my Reiki teacher, and through her, I met uh, my circle of, like, Reiki friends in a circle of my, uh, that's how I met Jen, actually, <laughs> at a birthday party through Meredith, and, uh-huh. and I th- I do think there are certain people who work as connectors, and mm-hmm. she, for example, is one of them. Um, so I met one teacher, and we didn't become instant friends, but we kind of touched We always knew each other. We were, like, in the same kind of area. And eventually, I bumped into her again, and it was the right timing because now I had set the intention that I was going to align myself with a certain kind of person, right? Mm. So through meeting her, I met awesome other friends, then bumped into other people, and now I have a great community of sisterhood that I am so, like, blessed to have, um, but, yeah, I think it's it's both I choose because I've decided that they're going to be my friends. Like, mm-hmm. they've decided I'm going to be their friend. Mm-hmm. But it's also a channel of intention.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where are we? Do you got one more? All
1: right. I got one more for you. Okay.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: My next question is... Um, my next question for Jen is... Let's see. I'm gonna to try to think of a like a light, on question. Okay. What? of everything I would say.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Be <laughs> you, girl. Okay. So, <laughs> um. What? When did you decide? Cause what did you originally go to school for?
0: Uh, soccer. Soccer. Well, I went to school to play soccer. I didn't have. I wasn't an academic person. Okay. So they get. I got a soccer scholarship, and that's all I needed. That's amazing, first of all. okay.
1: Um, how did you decide? Because I know that for MAT, you were a patient. Yeah. When did you decide, oh, I'm going to like make this a business, like this is for me?
0: Well, um, I always knew, oh, Aunt Khaki Pants. That's my aunt, Aunt Kelly.
1: Aw, hi.
0: Yep. Khaki Pants, that's what she calls herself. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, aunt Kelly, Hi. Um, so I decided, I knew from a very early on that I was a pretty independent lady, Mm -hmm. that I was going to be, um, that, that, that was going to be a theme in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, fitness was a very, um, good fit for me and so I was bartending and, taking clients at the sports club LA. So shout out to all my friends Mm -hmm. in DC who I met there who are all still great friends of mine. Um, And I I just knew I was always going to be independent. When I found MAT, it just clicked. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. It's tactile. I like that. It has kinesiology. I really like that. It's not physical therapy. And I knew PT school, no, well, sorry, PTs, I'm not a, I'm not your fan. <laughs> uh, I have very few PTs in my life that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I knew I didn't want to do PT school because I was on track to go to PT school mm-hmm. at that point. And when I found something that was just so helpful, and it, I mean, the first few times I had MAT, I was probably like 26 or 27 mm. years old. Um, let's say twenty six and like a year ago. Yeah, just ten years ago, y'all. Um coming up on that anniversary. And so he um it unlocked motion and and like strength in my body that I had not felt since I was like eighteen or nineteen years old. Um and it just clicked. I was like, wow, can I if I can do that for someone and uh, me, the person that was my like idol and mentor at the time, had you know very little formal education, and she had come from the a place of um, being very injured and and had and could only help herself. She, some people don't have any options for getting out of pain right. or injury cycles, um, so I saw how independent I could be with M.A.T. because of her. Um, I saw her books. I saw how book she was. I knew how much money she was making because I was helping her. And when I had those awesome – and, like, another woman named Alma who owns Kinesis in D.C., mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, we were all in this together. And when I saw how busy they were and how independent thinking they were, not just independent women, but independent thinking, they didn't – have to go to a TR like a flashy fitness training seminar to get new material because they understood how the body worked and that's what I wanted. I wanted to help people understand their anatomy, their physiology and that if we just use that their own body as one of the main tools for getting better and their own movement for getting better and out of pain and, move, and just exercising as much as they want um, that's what I wanted to do. And I saw MAT as a tool. So formally educated in, um, uh, I guess, pre-physical therapy, which is like pre-med, essentially, um, and marketing. Um, I have the the fitness equivalent of an MBA. And that was... Expensive, mm-hmm. um, and then all the MAT education. So, of course,
1: which is still continuing. Yeah, it's still not, it, it doesn't. Stop. Yeah. yeah. So
0: when you when I was with MAT and another podcast listeners have definitely heard this term, the RTS uh, principles, uh, resistance training specialist, applying physics to exercise. Um, once I saw that these were tools to get me to think independently and help people. That's when I, I went all in. Yeah. Like I'm, and I'm not a. Um, I, I'm a very one. I'm a very committed person, and like committing to that was the best thing I could have done for myself. And yeah, so and it's a
1: process of taking your power back essentially through mm-hmm. MAT. Yeah, like you're taking back your ability for motion, mobility, and
0: healing. Yeah, yeah. When we're in a, when we're taught to be in this world of like. Um, you have to take this pill or you have to do things that hurt, yeah, that's a big one, yeah, <laughs> when you have to do things to, that hurt you and get cut open to get better when those those are your when those are your beliefs, and then m a t offers you like essentially the opposite, where it's like all of this is possible and it's inside your body, mm-hmm. and I just have one key set. Like we're gonna find the other key, and yeah, totally. I'm, I'm totally inspired. <laughs> yeah, you by, love what you do by the body. Yeah, but I was, I've always been inspired by the body and movement and um, unlocking athleticism in any age, and yeah, 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 and getting really comfortable with like the details of movement and the body, like um, cadaver. Hi, Stas. Um, and <laughs> getting to know the body in a cadaver lab is actually the Whoa, best. The, did you have
1: to do that?
0: Oh, I chose to do that. That's
1: incredible.
0: Um, <laughs> so I chose to do that, and that has made me uh, – That th- I think that was the best tool I could have ever gotten a hold of. Um so I've gone back more than once to dissect cadavers. Wait, where
1: do you go do that? Uh,
0: me personally I go to a place in, a hospital in Pittsburgh. And my my colleague um wow. his name's Joe De Antonio. And Joe Oh my god, I can't say your last name, Joe. Uh, he has a wonderful studio in Pittsburgh called Move, M U V. And it's um they have A So he teaches on cadavers to orthopedic surgeons, massage therapists, trainers, physical therapists, and he lets people come in, I have to pay, Mm -hmm. and I dissect alongside of him to help him prepare the bodies for teaching. And so if any of you listening or watching are ever interested in, like, donating your body to science, it is an amazing gift. Yeah. Because... Not only did I learn on the cadavers, and that helped so many of my clients. I mean, my understanding of the human body just tripled by just looking at a muscle <laughs> yeah. um, and talking like, and it, about it yeah, in detail. Yeah,
1: it's such a visual yes. kinesthetic connection.
0: Yeah. There. So, and um, having that, yeah, having that connection, and the the gift that that gave me to enable people and teach them in the podcast, like I hope to reach. I, my goal is to literally reach a million people and teach them about their body. Like, I don't see any other, that's my long game, you yep. know, is teaching about the body. And um, how many that, how many people that helped, helped the surgeons, the massage therapists, the best gift. Um, and it was a very spiritual experience for me each time I've I've done that. So... Um, I would like to put myself available for hire for like those body tours, the museum. Ex- I would totally geek out on that. Mm-hmm. I would only charge like 20 bucks a head. I've already thought about this. Uh-huh. What is cadavers? Cadavers are human specimens. So dead bodies that are preserved in a, such a way that I can, um, that we can look at the anatomy of it and the um, all the pieces. So the first cadaver I saw had lymphoma which is cancer and so seeing tumors and seeing um them on your organs on a person's organs was also one of the best ways to you know reinforce some discipline and self-care yeah because yeah i think um it it would be just a great way to get some etiquette about your body yeah Um, wow yeah, and, like, learn, you know, why, why do we live in this gravity-based world and everything is formed around gravity? Mm-hmm. It's cre- all the muscles, all the bones, all the organs, gravity, gravity, gravity. Wow. And when you see, yeah, when you see, like, how, like, gravity shapes our whole being, you don't ever take your movement, your exercise for granted no. ever again. Yeah, so yeah, I encourage anatomy education at the core. So yeah, that's all the that's the core.
1: Know what your makeup is? Yeah, like, no. Well, of. that was
0: the first tagline of the podcast: Think fit, be fit. Uncle Mike suggests I donate my body as well. Yes, Aunt Kelly. And <laughs> <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Kelly's a, uh, she's been a wonderful female role model for me. This woman has, uh, you know, PhD'd up her way Mm -hmm. to and raising two wonderful cousins of mine, two young ladies, and has never stopped educating and educating others about their body as well. So she's a teacher in the medical field. Wow. And um, so an example, Stas, of what? Um, So the, where was I going? Body, teaching. Body,
1: teaching.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where we started. Yeah, there. what's the example? Well, the, exa- the the question was about MAT and how did I get into it. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. So, um, and example of cadavers. Um, You're just going to have to, I'll have to send you a picture. Just be ready for a little, uh a, a shocker of anatomy. Yeah, so the first one I saw had cancer and and that had a um seeing that and seeing like hit the 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 cadaver's spleen was four times the size of a normal spleen because it was high it got stronger and bigger from i guess all the immune activity that was kind of cool i imagine it was like coming at, like descending out of his wow. like it was huge wow. And um, so, like, seeing that and, like, seeing how the body, like, compensates and that it's a true gift that the body has all this redundancy built into it and that the only directive it has is to, like, keep your eyes on the road or on your food or – and your neck aligned and your cerebral fluid and your cervical fluid moving up, you know, with gravity and through your body and that everything is just – organized around all that stuff was another big one. Yeah. Yeah. Magical. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, it was very it was a very big moment for me. So, yeah. Um shout out to Joe in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, MUV. MUV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they do some really cool stuff. It's a very they have a very like um they have a very essentialism uh practice of exercise and movement and um Don't use much equipment, but also, like, really get into the muscles, which is um, very... It it doesn't, on the surface, make a lot of sense, but they teach you how to move and contract your muscles. kind of cool, Mm -hmm. um, what they're doing there. And it's a small little studio, too, and they're helping a lot of people, which is awesome. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. We crushed it. Crushed. We just crushed it. So... Um, what's your handle and your um website? Um,
1: best way to reach me, Natalie Granja underscore. Very different way of spelling Natalie, N-A-T-H A-L-Y, G-R-A-N-J-A underscore.
0: Yep. And okay, so as always, um I'm open to learning more about you and how you think you can the <laughs> Podcast can be better and um, you, you know, you guys should be very proud of all this situation oh, happening this here. Situation. This, yeah, this is hilarious that That's we figured this out. Produce your head well, we and producer Zach. Yeah, somehow Zach, it but, out. yeah, Zach. Um, <laughs> so yay for us and our help. Um, the, I'm, I'm always wanting to know if I can make this podcast better, um, if I'm answering your questions, if you have questions about your body and your anatomy and your injuries, I'm always open to them. And if you're learning a lot from the podcast, get your ass on iTunes, hit five stars. Um, I'll take four with a suggestion, but mm-hmm. if you're going to leave less than four, just email me, Jen at impactyourfitness.net. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. So um, we have to, you know, empower each other to learn more and like, oh, we got a question coming in. Um, So, you know, it's all about educating. So if you're learning something, make sure you're sharing it and um, leaving those reviews. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike, Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.